from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 1 and 13 through 25. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you are called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become enslaved to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you might devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For those who are opposed to each other, prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, Sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I'm warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ can crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. <laughs> All right, guys. I haven't done this in a really long time, like years and years. And so I'm really happy to be doing it today. I'm also really happy that people are out of town and it's a small group. <laughs> that they don't have to critique it. Okay, so the bulk of this text that I'm going to talk about is from Galatians. Uh, In Galatians, we're seeing that Isaiah is, or Paul's referring a lot to Isaiah. He knew he had like this heavily Jewish audience, and that they knew all the Old Testament scriptures, and Isaiah talked a lot about fruitfulness and fertility. And so, when Paul's writing this, it's about 15 years after Jesus died. He's sending this letter as a way of countering a lot of missionaries who are saying, these Gentiles keep just coming here and start doing their thing and be saved. They have to be circumcised, they have to live by the law. Um, this new little new thing that's going on does not count. They've got to follow our rules to be saved. But Paul really hammers on the freedom that is found in the involvement of the Spirit. So, I'm sure you guys have all heard this before, um, but these these various definitions of the sins of the flesh, um, I just wanted to talk through some, I'm going to write some of them on here. Um, and shout out to me when I put these up here, because there's so many different translations of them. Um, when you hear these words, what are some of the things that you think of? So he starts his list with debauchery, which a pretty good definition for that is drunkenness, what else do y'all think of when you hear the word debauchery? Anything? Totally the Okay. Like that. It's like a catch-all type of term, I yeah. guess, for me. Yep. Just bad things. All the bad things. You're bad. So oh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. It's probably for me one of those words that the first place I heard it was this text. Uh-huh. And so like not knowing what it means, just knowing that it's text. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Yeah.
IP is supposed to be released to read translation. Right. Cilantro. So, so we're just carrying like the honey badness of themselves. Okay, impurity. Um, I've been adulterous. Anything y'all want to add to that? Um, one way one of the commentaries I would translate this was it's um, 
division that does not seek reconciliation. Like, I don't care if we make politics. Yeah. I read one that says competitive opposition. Oof. Yeah, it's not that competitive. Like, I don't want to just disagree. I want you to be more about what you're right. Sorcery. I mean, this is pretty. I like both. Is that the one that's uh, witchcraft as well, or is that a different word? No, same one. Okay, that that word I know a lot about. I'm not familiar with personal experience. <laughs> Actually, from personal experience, it's the word pharmacia in the Greek. Like, man, 
That's called a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because I would love to see how we would each uh, rate those ourselves instead of all together. Because I think it depends and may depend on right. how you see things. Mm-hmm. Right? So can we all agree on what's the what's the least worst sorcery? Most illiterate. 
So I think what Paul's saying on this, he's concerned that if his families and neighbors and small groups of the circles of people we share life and community with can't put aside some of these things and grow in awareness of the fruit of the Spirit, that the church isn't going to bear fruit. Um, I think he knows what we do when we live in community with other people, that we, we all have different feelings about things and write things differently. Um, but he's really saying it to a group and not an individual. He's starting to kind of scratch that edge there. Um, some of these things were individual. A lot of them are things that are really more done in community, especially when we get to the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> I think the good news and the best news is when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, that we don't have to discipline ourselves into, you know, obtaining all these fruits. I think I always panic when we see the fruit of the Spirit song, or I see this list because I just think, oh my gosh, like, I need more discipline. Like, I need God to save me from the sinful flesh, and I just leave feeling like, why can't I be more self-controlled? Why can't I be gentle? Why can't I be peaceful? All of these things. And the fruit of the Spirit already exists fully, and I think really our job is to make space to increase our awareness of it. We don't have to struggle on ourselves into anything, which makes me very thankful that it's not the fruit of trying really hard, the fruit of our best plans and efforts. The fruit of the Spirit tells us that all of these fruit exist when we are aware of the Spirit's help in our lives. And I love, I was reading Beth Moore's study on relations, um, and I like that she says, we would be dead, root, dead wrong to conclude from all of this that our bodies are bad. Think about it. It's precisely our bodies that receive the Holy Spirit and experience the wonders of God. The problem is not in our bodies, but our habitual choices to not surrender to the Spirit's authority and direction. By the Spirit, we experience the life of Jesus in our bodies. I think that's so beautiful. When we ask the Spirit to bear its fruit in our lives, we experience the life of Jesus in our bodies. So we're not just stuck in this broken, bad flesh that um, is just going to evaporate. And we may be living like beta version 1.0 of the flesh, but I think we know that when the Lord comes, he is renewing us, and our bodies isn't back. There's just no way he would have sent Jesus to live in a human body if he thought this is all that the human body and flesh was capable of. Um, I think if he sends his son to live in a human body, he's saying our bodies are good and meant to be good, and the Spirit dwells in them. So let's, let's have another little share time. Um, we ranked the flesh earlier. Um, I want you to take a minute. I'm going to give you a minute or two. Um, if you want to scribble on the back of a piece of paper or just think it in your head, um, let's, let's go through the fruit of the Spirit. I'll read those again, although I may know. Um, the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So some of y'all were here last week, some of y'all were But our speaker talked about the concentric circles of your lives, where if you're at the center and you draw a circle around yourself, and then let's say you put family or job or spouse or whoever is in your next ring of life and then maybe the next ring after that is neighbors or extended family or whoever comes next and you keep going out to kind of encompass all the community that you live in. Um, it might be helpful for you to draw some concentric rings like that or just think about it in your minds. When you consider those concentric circles, where do you see that you're challenged by the fruit of the Spirit in community? What's a fruit you would like to grow in more in an area of community? So if we think about Paul's writing to communities and not just to individuals to figure out how they can all be better at these things, but as a community, how can the church 
live into the fruit of the Spirit and increase our fruit of the Spirit? How can our families, how can we as extended families or people we mentor or that we are co-workers with or that we interact with on a regular basis, how do we in those community spaces um, grow in the fruit of the Spirit? What's one fruit you would like to grow in in an area of community? And what do you think is keeping that fruit in your life from experiencing more fruit of the Spirit? Just take a minute or two to reflect on that, and I'll come back to you. All right, what are some of y'all thinking? Thankfulness. Yeah, tell me about that. I think about the prayer work. Um, good practice of not being in control. Um, I'm sure you've heard, you know, faith without works is dead and all that kind of stuff. And it's good practice to, like, let it go. And I, I love worrying about or trying to things and see if I can change the outcome or something. I don't let that go. And uh, it's a big practice and it's tough. It's very hard and scary. But hey, sometimes things work out and it's awesome. <laughs> I had similar thoughts to that when I put it more in patience. Being faithful for sure, but in the patience of Wanting to tell my kids to walk for the Lord, or couples walk for the Lord, or like what's going to happen, and are we have friends, and I want to control it all. And so just being patient and faithful, and just saying, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. Mm -hmm. Mine's probably similar. I have this thing of patience and gentleness. Um, I'm kind of a fixer. I'm wired until a lot of times I'm prone to trying to fix something versus just hearing someone out and just really just listening um, and being gentle in response. Because again, I'm more prone to, well, there's an issue. There's got to be a range of potential fixes. Let's choose one move forward. Uh, would that to be more gentle in the word and letting plan and play out? Yeah, maybe it's a little patience as well. Just thought about me to fix something. Tell someone came to me with something in their hearts. We can just gentle listen. I guess for me, the whole thing is to 
the Spirit is love. And not just that it's the first thing today, but I think it's I think it is the fruit of the Spirit. Everything else is a manifestation of that. And as I'm looking at this right at the end, you talked about gifts and possession, fruit of the Spirit. Paul says, for the whole all summed up and seen it in the that's such an interesting thing to stick in there. Like, if you do bite one of the fucking like those, you can't really destroy it. And so, and, and like, it keeps coming back, back to that for me personally is because if love is not the emotional thing, it's the actual giving up your own self centeredness for the benefit of other people, then thankfulness. It's really interesting that the same writer talks about the issue of love in First Corinthians 13. It sounds an awful lot like this. An awful lot like this. And so that's, for me, it keeps the rules down to that. And I think he knew he was pricing in the, the Jews a little bit with this. So they know that the son of the law and the prophets mm-hmm. is the law of the Lord. And the mm-hmm. And right? he's trying to remind them He never says, you know, the sum of the law is this long list of things, but anybody else feel challenged by sort of the spirit in the area of community in your lives? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that that's, that's a real part of community. And, you know, like I was talking about earlier, I like to, you know, whatever, and think or say or do or say that, but just kind of have to be yeah. and be available and, and then try and stay in these fruits of the Spirit to be able to help. was thinking a lot about um, the gentleness component of things of um, and Charles and I went through some of this yesterday our family life can just get kind of insane and there's points of the day where we get super irritable and impatient with each other and you know the kids will snap at us or talk rudely to us not Ryan but just this and and I'm being man, like, I can't believe they're talking to me like that. And I'm like, well, I kind of can because none of us are gentle with each other. And I just, I don't like it when there's just this, I feel like, communal spirit in our house of um, irritability and frustration. And um, and that starts with us, I think, turning towards the fruit of the spirit more um, to foster, foster gentleness. That's one of the... One of the quotes I read in these commentaries said, gentleness is strength fully submitted to God, knowing when to sit at the table and when to flip it. Gentleness is strength fully submitted to God, knowing when to sit at the table and when to flip it. Alright. Guys, thanks for letting me share with you. We're going to close with a little time of contemplative prayer. Um, one of the things I really liked 
an anorexic war book I read recently that talked about contemplative prayer was the way to the fruit of the spirit begins with contemplative prayer. And I think it doesn't begin with just I've got to quit doing these things and quit doing more of this things, and I've got to, I've got to make because my default is okay. I should do more of this. So I should read a book about that, or I should like make a plan or make a list. Or um, it's very rarely, even honestly, in planning for this lesson that I was like. The answer is that I should sit and be still, let God tell me what He thinks I should share or focus my thoughts on for this because that's such a waste of time in our busy lives to just like sit and think about things when we could be doing. And I think that's why we feel so often in turning our awareness to the fruit of the Spirit that Jesus has promised is already dwelling in us when we accept the Spirit into our lives. So for this contemplative prayer time, we're just going to spend three or four minutes, I want you to think of a fruit of the spirits that you want to spend some time in silence of. And you sit quietly, you pay really good attention to your body being still, your breathing in and out. Um, and just think of that word. If you want to say it in your head over and over again, you don't have to finish with a plan. You don't have to finish like now how you're a changed person. You, I, all I want is for you to ask yourself, how is God bringing awareness to me? of that fruit of the Spirit. Not just personally, but in my community. So when I think about those concentric circles of my family, my workplace, my neighbors, sports teams, um, whatever it is that I'm involved in, um, how can I bring awareness of the fruit of the Spirit to my communities? Because I think, I really believe that Paul wanted us to know that was the hope of the gospel, was that in community we would live out the fruit of the Spirit. I'll end us in the prayer, and then I'll close us in just a few minutes. Dear Lord, we, we bring our very busy brains and our very busy hearts and our very busy bodies to you and offer them in stillness and quiet and in peace um, as an offering and an invitation for you to uh, tune our hearts and our ears and our brains towards you in a moment of stillness. Lord, I pray that um, it would feel so good to stop our brains and our hearts and our bodies um, that we would um, feel drawn to do it more, that we would feel refreshed and um, renewed, even in just a few minutes of silence and contemplating uh, just the really good things that the Spirit brings to our bodies. Lord, you gave us these bodies, you called them good, you put your Spirit in them. Uh, we experience the life of Jesus in these bodies, and we want to be more aware and less um, hurried and pulled aside by all of these other things and, and bring our full awareness to what is the Spirit wanting me to do in the communities where I live and work um, that I could bring more fruitfulness to this place.